we get on the air just about now. Um, okay, good morning, everybody. Let's see if I can add my little music here. Or not. <laughs> my uploads, that's what I want. Good morning, everybody. I'm Rita Rich, and I am the instructor for podcasting at the ARC Southern Maryland. Welcome to a live See Me, See My Ability podcast. Uh, this is pretty much radio, but it's not radio. It's only on the internet. We're live streaming it. We sent people links to our stream on our podcasting networks and um, I want to thank everybody for being here and uh, helping me get on the air and it, it, you might not be able to hear me quite so well <coughs> let me get into this microphone here but thank you so much for helping me uh, with being here today and I will would love to very much to um, talk to you about DD Day in Annapolis now DD Day means uh, developmental disabilities and that means that sometimes people come out uh, and, and have problems learning and it's no fault of their own and we have some people who are responsible for giving our guests all the help they can give as best as they can and there are our state delegates and our state senators and we as taxpayers, and even if we have developmental disabilities and haven't been able to get through high school, we pay taxes. Buy a candy bar, we're paying taxes. Buy a bag of chips, we're paying taxes. Our parents buy a gasoline, the ARC buys gasoline, there's a gas tax. All this is part of how the state gathers money to, to help us have the services that we've come to depend on. And that's the simplest way of explaining why we're in Annapolis today. The people who represent you, you've elected to go into public office. And we do have a couple of those elected officials here. Uh, I'd like to thank you both for being here. Um, good morning to Delegate Todd Morgan and Senator Jack Bailey. Um, we can start with our self-advocates um, who are our clients at the ARC. Alex, you've been here before when you were in middle school. Let me, let me ask you to talk into this microphone and give me your name and how old you are. 38 years old, and my name is Alex Murray. And you grew up in, in Annapolis. Yes. So you kind of were surrounded by lawmakers for at least 90 days out of every school year. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and... That's kind of cool. So you kind of get what it means to be an advocate mm -hmm. and talking to people and, and trying to get them to see who you are as a person. So you've got two elected officials, one from Calvert County, mm -hmm. one who serves. St. Mary's and Calvert. And then St. Mary's, yeah. Um, and it's a big swath of land in southern Maryland. There's so much ruralness and so much space that we have to travel just to provide services for you. Do you worry about not being able to drive yourself around? Um, sometimes I have my license, but the ARC provides transportation for me because it's it's just part of the 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 my, part of the the, the process of living in the dark. Mm -hmm. The services, the services, the, the, service, the, the services of living at the art. 
It's expensive to own a car. Mm-hmm. You got to buy insurance for it. Gas, maintenance, and yeah. everything. Yeah. So it takes a lot of money to keep a car running. So mm-hmm. that's kind of nice. You can put that money in your pocket, spend it on your mother. Mm-hmm. Your mom still lives in this area? Yes, ma'am. Great. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Um, happy that you're here talking to me. Let, let's go around to Christina. Christina is uh, another uh, person who gets served by a service like the ARC. And let me just move over here. It's going to sound a little... A little sloppy here. This is the Spring Dell Center. Christina, you can't wait to talk into the microphone. Good talk. morning. My name is Christina Ratcliffe. I'm from um, Spring. I'm from Spring Dell Center. It's like the art program. They help us um, find <laughs> find jobs. Um, uh, just uh, job development skills. Uh, Very good. Um, I also ride with the Springdale Transportation. It's like the van. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't have a driver's license. I also ride um, Bango f- um, from um, PetSmart to the, to the center. Okay. So you're pretty independent that way. Yes. That's great. How old are you? Do you mind me asking? Do you remember? <laughs> I am um, for, uh, forty. I'm forty-nine years old, almost fifty. Okay. And I um I worked. I you work at PetSmart, right? I work at PetSmart yeah. up in Waldorf. Great. I worked at Sage Point um, Senior, like a nursing home. What did you do there? I am, a, I am an activities assistant aide there. So you help older people yes. have fun. That's yes. That's great. And then I also do the blue crabs, seasoning, and that will be starting up pretty soon. Blue crabs is what? You mean you, you, you go fishing for them? No, it's, it's a... I don't know. It, it's a baseball team. Uh, we clean the stadium. We clean suites after each home game. So you're busy. I'm part of the cleaning crew. That's great. See, that's one of the, the myths that people don't think people who are developmentally, you know, normal. They're not normal. You've been told that since you've been born. Yes. And how do you feel about being told that you, these things are about you? Um, I feel I, I, I felt pretty pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think a lot of people think people with disabilities can't do a lot of stuff. We want to prove to them, hey, we can do this. Yeah, you could work. Alvin, you want to talk? Mm, no. No. Okay. I'm not going to force anybody to talk. Christina, you were excellent. That's the thing. And the whole idea is to prove that, yes, you are more than meets the eye. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to have two of you be very uh, – hello, good morning. Uh, we, we've got Delegate Patterson here from Charles County, and she's a very busy lady, so I'm glad you got here. So you know what? Who wants to jump in and talk about the fact that you've got adult people here with developmental disabilities 
and they are more than than you know. And we're going to have to pass around this lava layer, Mike. Perhaps uh, Todd, if you'd like to try it. Sure, guys. I want to <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you very much for coming, Christine. That was an inspiring speech you gave. Thank you. I guess sir, you you have no hesitancy wanting to talk, so we'll give you the microphone more often. How would that be? No. With all, with all due respect, you guys are doing a wonderful job, and we tremendously, in all three counties, love what the ARC has been doing, the ability to work with people. And I think, Christy, you said it, Beth, just, we have plenty of opportunities. We have plenty of skills. We have plenty of capabilities. And there's nothing we want to do more than show them off and put all you other guys who don't want to say bad things about us to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that the ARC has works with the three counties is good. You know, it's a tremendous rapport, I believe, between all three organizations. I should say you were all the same organization, although you have three physically different locations, mm-hmm. and you work together very, very well. And I think there's more that we can do to help you and to support your cause and, and be bigger mouthpieces than Christina's for you. We would be more than glad to. <laughs> well, you got elected, mm-hmm. so people have, have to know you. But uh, Nazita, would you like to add anything? Because you're Charles County, and I do most of my work in Waldorf these days. Well, thank you very much. Good morning. Uh, I think I know uh, Alvin. I know your parents. And uh, you're from Charles County, right? Yeah, I know you. And I just read something about your sister um, being with the weather group and whatever. But let me just say this. that First of all, thank you for inviting inviting me, inviting us to be part of this. I'm very aware of the arc of Southern Maryland and what you do. Uh, I noted um, your success and your work and partnership uh, years ago with the College of Southern Maryland, with the county commissioners, and always you do not have enough funding to support your programs. Uh, But more importantly, I think it's really critical, Christine, what you said uh, about uh, under underestimating the merits and the capabilities of persons who are cited as being disabled. I think that uh, having advocates such as you and those of you who work uh, with this organization is critical because you're not invisible. Uh, And that is so important in this business in terms of legislation. You have to show up, shout out, and, and request information from us because you're, you're part of our economy, you're part of our societies. And unless we uh, clearly understand your needs, it will go unnoticed. So I applaud you for doing that. Thank and you. I know we're going to talk about transportation. That's a big one. Even, so people can be even more absolutely, independent. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I know that you are transportation and the lack of transportation will limit your capabilities. We do not want that to happen. We want to make sure that you're given opportunities and that the funding is available for you. And what uh, some of our previous podcast or guests have said, um, fellow named Justin Valenti, who is on the board of the ARC of Maryland, he's a volunteer, a gentleman with autism, he's an artist. He says the bus service has to be more unifying. He would love to be able to go to Ocean City on his own from where he lives in Gaithersburg, for, for instance, in Montgomery County. Just getting over that bridge, what a pain in the patoot, you know? <laughs> so I don't know, it all is for independence. The less of us have to pay to, very expensive to drive a car in Maryland these days. My, my insurance has gone up and I drive a, 
a hybrid electric car, and that that went up. For you know, you you do what you have to do. You pay. You feel like your vehicle. You do that. But public transit can be unifying the people too. And I would love to see. I hate to sound old-fashioned, but what about we got the waterways? Can't we find a way for those waterways to connect us more than than separate us? Does anybody want to jump in on that? I'm passed down. Well, since you're, you're uh, how about the senator from St. Mary's who is surrounded by peninsulas? You have to go a half an hour to go five minutes away, you know, because of the water. So thank you very much, and we're gonna hold the water comment just just for a minute. Okay. Um, because I want to um, follow in and, and tell each one of you uh, the commitment that you have from our Southern Maryland uh, delegation. Right. The uh, fact is, you know, just just two years ago, uh, there were uh, many people that struggled with developmental disabilities that sent their children um, to Baltimore to Kennedy Krieger every day. Right. And <clears throat> the way that this uh, worked and, and was successful is um, we worked as a group of Southern Maryland delegates, mm. and <clears throat> we uh, built the Kennedy Krieger that is now in Hollywood, ah. right? And so we were able, through working not only with each delegate and the senators, but then we worked with our federal delegation. <clears throat> we all worked together for the common cause to make sure that we were able to support uh, families that had people in it with developmental disabilities, right? And that was a, um, a big issue for us. And so I want you to know that you have uh, our support. I mean, when I look forward and I sit on the budget committee here, uh, now that we have that facility and it's growing, we have students in there from all three Southern Maryland counties right now. Mm -hmm. um, I talk to their parents. Um, it is really uh, growing. The, the thing that I think that Where's the next step and where should we be working is we should be working for a facility that is lifelong learning for people with uh, disabilities in uh, Southern Maryland, right? That's really, in my opinion, that exists inside the Beltway, right? It exists if you're in Baltimore. It exists if you're in Montgomery County, but it doesn't exist to the same degree in Southern Maryland. And that's what we need to do, and we need to hear from you, just like we're going to talk about transportation, we're going to talk about water, but I want you to understand the commitment that you have from us and how significant uh, we think the issues are, and that's how we were fortunate by working together. You know, there's a lot of different uh, pressure points up here in Annapolis. There's a lot of things that try to divide uh, parties. Uh, you know, there's there's any number of things. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not a um, political issue. This is doing what is right for the right reason, and it's because we need to, right? Mm -hmm. Not because we can. It's what we need to do. And uh, so I think that uh, it's it's really a big issue. Christine, I, I want you to know my daughter manages uh, the uh, senator's uh, collegiate baseball team. So you know where they play. They play at the Blue Crab Stadium.
Yes. Right. And so she's uh, she's responsible for bringing the ice in there and getting ready in the early in the day to get ready for the, all those those 40 collegiate uh, baseball players that play yeah. there, you know, several times a week. And she's always she's like, Dad, she said, when we get there to the stadium. She said, we never have to pick up anything. It's it's not like, you know, when we go to the professional stadiums, you walk in, you see trash in the corners. You never see that at the Blue Crabs. I had no idea. I've never met anybody that worked there. So I just wanted to Yay. say a big Yay. shout out that you're doing a uh, you're doing a great job. And um, so. 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 OK, so let's talk about uh, transportation in Southern yeah. Maryland. Right. And it's difficult. And each county has its each unique uh, transportation uh, problem. And so when we talk about the water, right, everybody thinks about the water mm-hmm. when it is a nice calm day in the 70s or mm-hmm. 80s and you're out there. Well, you know, I was a natural resource police officer and I worked out there all year long. And right now that water is really cold. Yeah. So it'd be like standing in front of your freezer door with the uh, door open if you were on a boat right now. Um, so uh, there are taxis that we have in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. There's uh, taxis that are uh, coming online up in uh, Washington to connect uh, the uh, uh, National Harbor over to D.C., right, uh, in Georgetown area. That's all going to be available now, whether or not. We're able to continue that and move it down uh, to the Charles County area and then potentially down to St. Mary's. I think that that's all uh, a potential, but I'd have to say right now with the uh, rural areas that we have and the expense. And, and remember, you can be on a boat and you look up and you see that cloud coming and it's a thunderstorm and all of a sudden you're in the middle of 60 to 80 mile an hour winds and it gets pretty rough sometimes out there on a boat is not exactly the way that we want to be putting people in transportation we're working in st mary's county um you know we have the birthplace of uh maryland uh st clements island and one of the things we've done in the last uh two years up here is we're being able to uh, retrofit the piers at St. Clements Island so that anyone has access. They're all going to be ADA compliant. And we're building a special boat so that it is ADA compliant. And that boat is going to be able to take people out to the island. So you're going to be able to go out there, anyone, and see exactly what the uh, first settlers that came here, right, what they saw that first day. When they walked on to St. Clemens Island, anyone will be able to go out there and experience that. And that's the that was where the start of Catholicism was. It was the first Catholic mass in uh, English that was ever said. Right. It was said right there. They're all things that um, people with uh, disabilities have never been able to experience. And the fact is, the Southern Maryland delegation has gotten behind that. That's why we um, worked with the governor's office and we have that boat being built. We have the piers being retrofitted, hopefully within a year. That'll be open and available for everyone. Let me, let me jump in because I, I could listen to you all day. But hey, I'm Rita Rich. Um, this is the See Me, See My Ability podcast of the ARC Southern Maryland. I want to ask you all, all the, all the grown ups who have been elected to public office, a question. Now, 
uh, growing up, I didn't know him well, but my mother had an older stepbrother who had developmental disabilities. And so I was not totally, oh, lackadaisical about what it was like to be around people who expressed themselves differently, talked a little differently. And my husband was a paraplegic, fell in love with a guy in a wheelchair. What can I tell you? I get, I get the disabilities part of it. How personal is the disabilities part of it for each and every one of you? Uh, Missy, do you have any personal stories, family members, friends of the family that you can talk about? Thank you for that question. You know, the, um, I grew up in the 50s. Uh, and so when I, when I think about when you say disabilities, uh, we didn't have that term then. Mm -hmm. uh, but certainly in high school, uh, there were children. We, we, everyone was viewed the same. And there was a, one of my classmates named Joe Banks, and he would have been labeled or identified as being disabled. But you know what? We all worked with him and helped him, and he graduated along with us. Mm -hmm. In my church, I've lived in Charles County since 73. Right. We have some members of the of the community that have uh, some disabilities, mental or some mental or disabling traits, and but again, they are viewed as part of our community and no different. Mm -hmm. We um, we support when they need transportation or some other initiatives, and they have been working. They work, yeah, um, maybe limited and one. My children call Miss Nancy, was a Sunday school teacher, and um, she showed compassion, mm -hmm. most of all patience. Right. Many uh, traits that those of us who don't have the uh, labeling uh, don't have. Right. And for that, I am very appreciative that in our community, we are a community of people of different needs, ethnicities, and abilities. Right. And so for me, as an elected public servant, it's really important to be mindful of that. Uh, I've consistently supported that. When I was at the College of Southern Maryland for about 30 plus years, we had chances to do partnerships with Springdale well, and some other facilities. And so uh, it's really important, again, it's that not, we advocate. It's not been foreign to you. Yeah. Absolutely not. And I, I like sharing my personal stories because I want people who are our clients to understand there, there is understanding and, and fraternity there. Full disclosure, my son, uh, Ralph, who's, who's now a vice president of the county commissioners, is a special ed teacher. Mm -hmm. And I could not imagine, because that's not his major, his major is history. And, um, mm. but he wanted to teach following his parents' footsteps and, uh, was assigned to a special ed. I could not imagine him being a special ed teacher. However, he took the classes, loved it, loves what he does. He's now at a school in, in Prince George's County. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I may see something inappropriate, he will correct me. Yeah. And he marvels yeah. at the fact that all the children are different. His, one of his jobs was to take them to job sites to prepare them for the world of work. Right. And so firsthand, I'm seeing what through his lenses, how it's so important to, to, to meet people where they are right. and to help them along the way. Very good. Thank you. 
Hi, thank you for picking up the mic. You're quite welcome. This is Todd Morgan speaking. So, um, quite frankly, I've never had a situation of being involved with a person with developmental disabilities. Mm -hmm. However, for 12 years, I was St. Mary's County Commissioner prior to being a delegate. And I think what you had said before is the tremendous effort that the commissioners of St. Mary's put into supporting the ARC and its program to the transportation and the things that are all surround the whole spectrum of developmental disabilities. And right. I think that what they've been doing down there and what we're doing up here is also tremendous. Now, on a side note, my girlfriend is the ADA coordinator for St. Mary's County. So um, when it comes to issues such as this, I have a first-hand, up-close view of it when I go home on weekends. If there's an issue, I get it explained to me. So um, I think that the, from the big point of view, I understood it from the commissioner point of view, from getting home point of view, air from the girlfriend. So I just admire everything that you guys are doing. And the more we can do to help you, the more support you're going to get from me. Yeah. Now, I want yes, because you used to be a cop. I want to talk about policing and recognizing those with difficulties communicating. So, uh, so just before we jump into that. Ah, I knew he was going to do that. Go it, ahead, it, it, Senator, it, it, go ahead. <laughs> listen, you asked a politician and a panel of politicians to come and talk to you. That's one thing we do is talk. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right? But I wanted to tell you, um, it, you know, we talk about our experiences and how do you come to be a champion and you work right. for people. And advocacy is a big thing. But in my life, um, my cousin um, and his wife have a child, Charlie, that has some pretty significant uh, challenges. Right. And uh, so anyway, um, Charlie's the same age as my children. And when Which um, is? <clears throat> I have a, a child that is uh, of 16, and Charlie, I think, is 15. Okay. And so anyway, the whole time as Charlie was uh, growing up, we decided, <clears throat> you know, when they were going to, they were going to go to Disney World, so we started going to Disney World with them. And so we, our children grew up <clears throat> with their family. And I've got to tell you, Charlie's uh, no different than anyone else, right? He's got a, some different challenges, but we love spending time with Charlie. He's just as much a part of our family as anyone. And the whole thing is, <clears throat> you know, uh, it was it was new to me as a parent, <clears throat> watching my children who love Charlie watch some other people that walk by Charlie and they walked away, yeah. right? And yeah. that's terrible. You want to walk towards a problem, right? And run towards a problem to help rather than walk the other way. Well, that's the cop in right? speaking. And because so that's, that's what, what natural resources and other police right, do. Right. They you run really, towards trouble. But not everybody thinks that uh, those who are different or are safe to be around, but you can't catch. You can't. It's not like COVID. You, you can't catch a disability. Right, right. And it was nothing that was ever uh, done uh, intentionally. Right. right. It, it's just. It was just life, and we have to accept life, and we have to embrace it. Right. And and walk forward with it. So, um, so listen. I think uh, being a police officer, right, it's a very fulfilling. Uh, job, right? You, you sure. get to help people at their lowest, at their worst. And the, the thing is, that's one thing that legislators have in common with the police force. We get to help people when they really need help, right? right? And that's, uh, that's, that's a big, uh, that's, that's a big issue. So that's, that's, you know, where I, uh, where, where I'll turn it back over to you. 
All right. Well, I know we, we have to say so long to uh, Delegate uh, Edith Patterson because she's chairwoman of all these caucuses. And I'm sure she's got a meeting popping up before you know it. So thank you. I appreciate you coming in and popping in. And if anybody else uh, needs to take a little break. We, we have Ah, okay, yeah. So we'll wrap it up pretty soon. But um, Alex, uh, you've been sitting quietly listening to this. Let me grab this microphone. Would you like to give uh, your impressions of what you've heard so far today? Um, how have you learned about like the um, special needs from when you were officer from these days to, to where it is now? Yeah, oh, yeah, gotta go. give the microphone back. Yeah. So I don't really want to tell my age. <laughs> right. I, I won't if you won't. But but what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say is when I first went into law enforcement uh, almost 40 years ago. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a big number. The the, the fact is uh, the arc and the programs and the education that was available for police was not the same that it is now. Uh, the strides that have been made um, are so significant. And and if I went back uh, 40 years ago, and I uh, know some families that had had, uh, you know, some struggles, right? The opportunities that the uh, government offered them were, were not the same, right? right? Whether it be with uh, services through the health department, you know, through police. I think education uh, in all realms right, has, has brought us to where we are today, but the challenges that you face are so significant that we need to keep working to, to break down those barriers and work so that we can keep providing services for uh, the people that have the disabilities and their families. Well, you know, my, I'm very proud that uh, a guy I call my son, He's not my biological son, but I sort of adopted him. He's a police officer in the Metropolitan Police Department in D.C. And he grew up with my husband and, and myself. So he, he is sensitive to those with disabilities. And he is one of those who would rather de-escalate a situation. And I'm very proud of him. So I, I, get, I get that pride. And he's one of those that would. And I have called him over when we've had ice storms on needed help getting the husband up the two, three steps to get to the bedroom. That was my, my surrogate son. I know that we have to wrap up. You guys are itching to get out of here, but I want to thank all of our participants. I um, want to thank Delegate Edith P. Patterson. When she plays it back, she'll know her name was said again. Delegate Todd Morgan, Senator Jack Bailey. Alvin Bennett, who is a client of Spring Dell Center. Christina Ratcliffe, who wowed everybody with her comments. Thank you, Christina. Stay strong. And our Ma Alex Murray of the York, Southern Maryland, native Annapolitan, now a Calvert County resident. And this has been See Me, See My Ability, the podcast of the ARC, Southern Maryland. We are more than meets the eye. I am your host, Rita Rich, saying so long. Can we get a picture real quick? They've got to go over to session and start to talk. Right. But maybe you guys could just like jump up real quick. Yeah, pretty cool. Make sure I. You did great.